0: In these winter months, consider tripinsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting
1: from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida.
2: This is
3: Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up on this week's show, we'll get a review of MSC Davina, and Sherry Kennedy is standing by with Cruise News. Audiosyncrasy at Sea is a series of musically-themed cruises featuring first-class artists. This year, the cruise set sail on MSC Davina from Miami on June 17th with two remarkable musicians. With stops in Jamaica, Cayman Islands, Mexico, and the Bahamas, you can book online at cruisethe7seas.com. And while you're online, don't forget about our Facebook group, Cruise Radio News and our website, cruiseradio.net. All right, Sherry standing by with Cruise News. What's up, Sherry?
0: Not too much, a little rainy and uh, cloudy, but that's about it here.
3: Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, rain here, but I think we needed it here. I don't think it's rained that much lately, so uh, that's a good thing. Carnival Cruise Lines adding 13 longer sailings. I like this.
0: I love these. You know, for anyone that has the time and they just want to spend more, of their vacation aboard a Carnival ship, Carnival Journeys is the way to go, and these new ones coming up are pretty cool. Did you look? You've seen the itinerary, I have. Too, yeah, it's right? really nice. There's 13 to choose from, like you said, and I have a favorite, and that's going to be leaving from Port Canaveral in November of 2018, and it will actually go to some islands that I haven't been to, which is kind of exciting for me. I haven't been to Grenada. I'm sorry, that's Grenada. You know that. Grenada and Granada, everyone yeah, gets it Yeah, I never up. could say it right, yeah. <laughs> You've got it. Spain is Granada. But I have never been there, and I've always wanted to. And it's going to go to Barbados, and the last time I was there, I was too sick to get off the ship. Mm. So I can leave from Port Canaveral and go all the way down to the to the bottom of the Caribbean, which is kind of exciting.
3: And for the people who aren't familiar with Carnival Journeys, it's a two-week sailing, pretty much, give or take, a couple of days. And it go, it's very port-intensive, but one of the cool things is some onboard programming like a throwback sea days taking you back to 1987, which I think is pretty cool.
0: Yes, they're going to even have baked Alaska and a midnight buffet on the on the throwback sea day. So that's kind of a that's a kitschy little item, and you know, it kind of makes me wonder if the demographic might be skewed a little bit older too. Some you know because uh, people that would appreciate a 1987 sailing.
3: Yeah, fun. I like the old days of cruising. So moving on, Disney Cruise Line revealed some new sailings.
0: To kick it off, uh, Disney Cruise Line is going to send the Disney magic to uh, back to Europe, of course. But there's going to be some new itineraries and new ports, which will be kind of fun. And there's going to be first-time visits, and they will include Genoa and also Cork, Ireland, But uh, if you haven't been to Cork, uh, you're not going to dock there. You do dock in a smaller town called Cove. Mm -hmm. And then you can take a little train that's located right there at the port right into Cove.
3: Holland America, they just announced that they are raising gratuities. What price are we seeing?
0: Well, if you're going before April 30th of this year and you're in a regular room, an ocean view or an insider balcony, You will be paying uh, $12.50 per person per day, but if you should depart May 1st and later, your rate's going up a dollar a day to $13.50 per person. Now, if you're in a suite and you're cruising before April 30th, you're going to pay $13.50 per person per day. And guess what? That's going up to $15 per person per day after May 1st. Well, that puts it right in line with, I think, celebrity. I think Princess Mm -hmm. is still about $12.95. Princess is still twelve ninety five, and yeah. it will match Celebrity for their standard staterooms, sure. just not the suites. Yep.
3: And speaking of Princess, they are putting their Ocean Medallion class on one more cruise ship.
0: They are. They just announced that the Island Princess will be the fourth ship in the fleet to be equipped with this new Ocean Medallion technology. And should, should we give a rundown, real quick, what that's going, what the Ocean Medallion technology
3: really is? You You know what? We've talked about it so much. If you want to know what it is, listen to a couple of back episodes. It's right there in the show notes and it'll give you all the information you want to know.
0: The first ship to introduce the Ocean Medallion will be the Regal Princess and that's this November. So that's something fun to look forward to. And then after that will be the Royal Princess and the Caribbean Princess early next year.
3: Last but not least, in a weird change here, Norwegian Cruise Line not raising the price of something, but dropping the price of something.
0: I know, isn't that pretty amazing? They are lowering the price of bottled water. And for someone like me, that's the first thing I do is I order my bottles of water and I have to budget for it. And this is a great idea, you know, especially if people don't want sodas and things like that. And if you're curious what the rates are going to be, a six-pack, which is six one-liter bottles of water, the new price is only going to be $14.95 for six one-liter bottles. I think that's really great.
3: You know what? You think that's really great, but on Carnival, <laughs> I just ordered some for my upcoming cruise. You can get the same amount for nine dollars.
0: Get out of here! Yeah,
3: so it, it, they... it's still—I mean, they're still a little high, but it beats the heck out of paying twenty-something dollars for six liters.
0: Jeez, I used to pay four ninety-five for a liter of water.
3: So Norwegian Cruise Line has lowered the price of the bottled water a little bit—not a lot—and this this price change is for both ordering it on board and pre-ordering it. Correct.
0: That's correct and it will also apply to their Hawaii product the Pride of America because sometimes they they operate different systems mm-hmm. but um, they will still have uh, they have a 12 pack of one liter bottles, and that will be twenty seven ninety five. I don't know
3: what the bigger issue is, them lowering the price of bottled water or us actually doing a story on it. So with that said, we've been talking with Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Doug.
1: Cruise Radio, maintaining our global reach. Listen live at CruiseRadio.net. From its
3: rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling?
2: Park West makes us excited to spend money on art.
0: To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have a
1: question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience? Good or bad. Email comments at cruiseradio.net.
3: Amanda and James just returned from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard MSC Davina out of Miami. They join me on the line right now. Hey, guys, how are you?
1: Hey, Doug. Hey. Thanks for having
3: us. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, uh, before we get started, I was watching your videos on YouTube. Very good work.
2: Thank, well, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah,
3: very uh, comprehensive there, the, the reviews you did of uh, MSC Divina, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. Before we get to the ship itself, though, let's take a step back, and uh, what made you guys want to sail this seven-night cruise on Davina?
1: We wanted to go to Cuba, and so we had plane tickets to Miami already, and then saw that it was going to be pretty expensive to go to Cuba and so we looked for alternatives, and we thought, well, you know, there's a lot of options cruise-wise mm-hmm. out of Miami and Fort Lauderdale. So we looked at MSC, and it was kind of an unusual ship because it's uh, not from the United States. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So. And I'm a fan of your show, and so I had actually heard a news article that you guys did for MSC, and I had never heard of it. So that's kind of prompted the Googling.
3: Oh, cool. You're over in Austin, Texas, and you get down to Miami, and you go to board MSC Davina. How was the embarkation process for you?
2: I would say embarkation was taxing just a tad. We don't feel that it was the fault necessarily of MSC. We got there and they greeted us, but they forgot to give us our number for boarding. So because of that, we were like five numbers from where we should have been. <laughs> and there were a lot, a lot of people. I feel like the space where they have them assigned at Port of Miami may be a bit small. So the waiting was a bit awkward.
1: I would say it's a bit small. It was really, really small. I've been yeah. not to kind of a humble brag, but I've been to India that have and train stations there that had a lot more seating than they do in the port of Miami. And so I think that they need to improve on that quite a bit. Better, better move to different, different uh, terminal because it's just going to get worse. I think as they get busier at MSC adding the other ship as well when it comes next year.
2: I will say, though, that they did try to get us in and out of there as fast as possible, so that we really greatly appreciated. So it was just a lot of people in a, in a cramped area.
3: It seems like MSC is the the stepchild cruise line at Port Miami because like you go to Carnival or Royal Caribbean or Norwegian, they have pretty good terminals where you're like curbed a ship in like 15, 20 minutes sometimes.
2: Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah. So wow, uh, we were a little early because of our flight time, so we arrived at the port about eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to start boarding around noon, and we actually didn't set foot on the ship till one. Oh, so we had two hours in there. When normally it wouldn't be so bad, but just with the cramping, it was it was a yeah. little
3: it was miserable be honest
2: (laughs) you know people are weird they're awkward with space Mm -hmm. (laughs) and 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 there were a lot of languages going on at the same time so it was a little difficult it could have been
1: european way too as europeans don't i mean they're not as space conscious as as americans and that's just that's okay that's just something we have to get used to so
3: yeah so you guys make your way on board the msc divina what were your first impressions
2: I was floored. I was absolutely floored with how gorgeous the ship is. Like you walk in and they bring you in kind of right around the corner from their grand atrium area and you walk in and you see those Swarovski crystal staircases and you can't help but just be in awe of it. It is an absolutely immaculately decorated ship. It is so, so beautiful.
1: I looked at different things online and they said that how clean it was and it really is clean. It's I mean the mirrors were all mm-hmm. shiny and Smudge free, and the carpet was freshly clean and no stains on it. But it's a new ship we've been on. But I think, in comparison, it it was uh, other new ships that was really, really well put together. I think.
2: I would say it had a really welcoming vibe to it. There were people there from the entertainment staff greeting us as we came on, and I could not believe how beautiful it was. And it smelled nice and fresh. You know, it didn't, you know, because sometimes you never know, but it was really really impressive.
3: Yeah, they really pay attention to detail on that ship there. That's one Thank thing I, I will say about them. Um, you get to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you have? And what did you think about it?
2: We were excited this time through because we actually got to get a balcony stateroom. It yeah. was our very first time. I can never go back. I'm spoiled <laughs> for life. <laughs> but- I, would, I
1: would differ. I'm, the cost, but yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm about the cost. I'm about the experience. But it was beautiful. We walked in and we felt like we had Plenty of storage, plenty of space. It was clean. I'm one of those fanatics with my Clorox wipes when I come into a stateroom, and everything was clean again, like we mentioned before. And it was wonderful. I loved our stateroom. Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't say are there are any negatives to it. Well, one negative I have is that any cruise ship you go on is the lack of electrical outlets. Mm-hmm. They had just two on uh, on the vanity below the mirror and they had one in the bathroom, but you couldn't put anything of size in there because that doesn't have the larger one side for the outlet. So we had to bring a power strip with us to accommodate that for all of our gear and stuff for our, for our recording.
2: It was no problem. I feel like we were able to accommodate it pretty well. Our room steward was a rock star. Um, I think he was a definite highlight of our stateroom experience because he was just so sweet and accommodating. And uh, the showers on the Divina are cool because they kind of break in. So you have a lot more room in your bathroom. So I just feel like kind of everything about the stateroom was very positive.
3: Mm -hmm. Those red couches, though, it seems like you're in a bordello. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's talk about dining aboard MSC Divina. You have a couple of options, not many, of course. You have the buffet, the main dining room, and a couple of um specialty restaurants. Slipping my mind right now. It's the pizza and steakhouse. Oh, Italy, right? Yeah, yeah, nice. So, let's start at the buffet and work our way down. So, what do you think of the food on board?
2: I will tell you, I am so impressed with the food they had on board. Their pizza is killer. I don't think we've ever had pizza that good on a cruise ship, ever. It was amazing, and they were cranking it out, too, so it was always fresh. They had lots of options. I feel like everywhere you turn, they had something different for you to try. They
1: had the standard pepperoni pizza for the kids and things, but... They had some really wild like prosciutto and different types of ham on pizza. They had one pizza that had corn on it, and hmm. then they had, also had sardines. They had some unusual usual things and mm-hmm. toppings, but it was really good. The crust was good. The sauce was good. That's probably the highlight of the whole entire food thing for us. It was one yeah. of the highlights, anyway.
2: It was a little cramped. However, I found that kind of that spatially unawareness sort of played a part because there were people that – were just two people but they would sit at a table for six mm-hmm. and so it made it a bit difficult sometimes to find seating so we just kind of rerouted when we went we kind of adjusted our timing by about a half hour uh-huh. from those high you know high times of going and and it worked out really well but the food we didn't have any issues with taste or or temperature no, it, or
1: it, yeah the taste was good they had a lot of international choices i think more than i've seen on the other cruises we've been on mm-hmm. um they have authentic indian food it tastes like it was pretty authentic it was Um, The Chinese food. A lot of other choices I've not seen on other cruise lines. But also they had a lot of cool Italian food as well. So they Mm -hmm. had your select cuts of, like I said before, they baked the deli meats, like the prosciutto and types of ham. And they also had really good cheeses as well. So they had cheese and bread and all that stuff. They have some different Italian pasta dishes too that I've not seen before, which are which are really excellent.
2: It was fun to just try everything. We were we really enjoyed the buffet. We ate there more on this ship than we do normally.
1: Yeah,
3: I was a fan of their fresh meat. Like they have like a half a cow hanging from the ceiling almost, like this the <laughs> yeah. big. You know what I'm talking about right there on the side where they're like yeah. slicing oh, yeah. off. <laughs>
2: They always have somebody carving a massive chunk of meat. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And you never know what it is, but it's always good. There
1: was some interesting things though. Like they, one night they had like Bavarian loaf or something like that. It wasn't yeah. meat loaf, but some kind of weird like. It was weird. So oh. that was unusual, and had gravy on it. But we tried it because it was different. It was something yeah. different. So I can see how people that are not really international eaters they would not like this cruise because mm-hmm. there's a lot of different food. But we're pretty adventurous food wise, and we thought it was great. And so we thought it was great value for our, our money because. The fact that we could try a lot of different things we'd not normally try. If we didn't like it, hey, we'll go get
3: something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. for sure. Uh, How about the main dining room? How was that for you?
2: We thought the portion sizes were a bit small for the main dining room with us. It was after their dry dock in October, so they were no longer doing the five-course dinner for our sailing. Mm -hmm. It was just the three courses, which normally is fine, but their portion sizes were really quite small. And in this speed, they were a bit slow. But other than that, I feel like the food quality was really good. The wait staff was really nice. They were working as hard as they possibly could. So, I mean, I'd say I'd give it, what, a 6 out of 10?
1: I would say, yeah, 6 out of 10. They have room to improve, but they're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I'd say the appetizers were good. Entrees were okay. They did do away with the steak and lobster. They don't do lobster. Yeah, more. they charge. A la carte, extra charge, and maybe dining room for lobster and steak if you want that.
2: Which is a bummer because when you, you know, as you well know, when you cruise, you really look forward to lobster night. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Yeah. So we didn't get that because we were too cheap to buy it. I'm going to be honest. But um, we tried everything else that we could from the menu. And so there were mixed reviews from our, we were at a table with eight people. So there were mixed reviews from our kind of co-diners, but I'd say, you know, as a whole, it it was good, but definite room for some improvement. Mm -hmm.
3: How was the entertainment? Because, of course, like we were saying, this is a international cruise line, and there's a lot of international passengers on here, so you can't have, let's say, a comedy show because there's going to be 10 different languages. So how was the entertainment for you? I, I realize it's more visual on this ship.
1: It is a lot more visual. So there's not a lot of speaking. It's mostly singing. So they did one night have an Italian night where they did opera. That was really cool. I'm not really an opera dude, but... Mm-hmm. i showed it anyway uh to see that and it was kind of pleasing to the eye too they had really cool effects on board and the cool outfits and all that stuff it did get repetitive at the end as far as acrobatics go. i mean they're amazing amazing performers but it did kind of the same tricks
3: yeah it's like how many more times are you gonna swing from the swing we got it yeah.
1: One more time, guys. (laughs) Not the hula hoop. Here it comes again. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I'd say our favorite show, though, out of everything all week was the Michael Jackson show. That was cool. Um, That was really, really cool. And it's one that we had kind of known going in we needed to see, but the dancing was amazing. He lip Mm synced. But I mean, it's Michael Jackson. It's kind of hard to duplicate that. It
1: was really good. We were so mesmerized by his moves. The one I think a sign that it's going to be a good show, we saw a bunch of officers coming and sitting in the back to watch it. And I think if they come, if they're doing it week after week after week and yeah. come to check out the show, it's gonna be a good show. Yeah. And I, that was kind of cool. So like, okay, it's gonna be good. Now I got officers behind me watching this. It's gonna be cool.
2: Yeah, it was we loved the entertainment. Down to like trivia and the games and and all those things. Their entertainment staff separate from the shows were really, really impressive. They were very involved and you could tell they really worked hard at making everybody feel welcome and have a good time. And it was really impressive, the entertainment overall for me. I feel like they had
1: more uh, members of entertainment staff and the other cruises we've been on too. They have quite a few people, but they're always out around doing stuff, not only doing the games and the bingo and all that mm-hmm. and the trivia stuff and the and the dancing, but uh, they walk around the ship to see everybody's doing and sat down and visited with them. Uh, so they also hosts as well as entertainment staff, which I thought was yeah, kind of neat. To help
2: with the language barrier, which I thought was cool. Exactly. So Impressive, I would say.
3: Was Andre the cruise director? Maybe no. not. I remember his name, no.
2: It wasn't Andre. It was okay. a different guy. It a British guy. I don't remember his oh, well. name but no it was not yeah. Andre it was a, it was a British guy but he was he was really nice though. He was good and and entertaining, you know, had the cheesy jokes that all cruise directors have. Mm-hmm. He was good, very nice.
3: Let's talk about the ports of call on this 7-night Eastern Caribbean sailing. Uh what ports did you hit and which one was your favorite?
2: We hit Nassau Bahamas mm-hmm. and then we went to St. Martin and San Juan Puerto Rico.
1: I'll tell you what my favorite port of call was. And one thing I meant to tell you uh, earlier, when we were actually when we were discussing about where to go and what cruise to go on, is we looked at itineraries, and when I saw this stuff, I just freaked out. Which is uh, Saint Martin. Mm-hmm. Saint Martin's been always been on my bucket list of places to go because I'm such a big airplane nerd, uh-huh. uh, background in aviation, and always wanted to go to Maho Beach. Maho Beach is one of the deadliest, most exciting places to go. If you are an airplane buff and they have the airplanes fly right over your head as they land on the runway. And so that was definitely the highlight of my trip. Totally nerded out for about an hour watching planes go over. And Amanda just let me do my thing I and did. walk around, take I did. pictures.
2: Got to hold on to the fence. Got yeah, right. Ride, ride the
1: fence is what they call right riding the fence. Now, yeah. were you there
3: when the KLM-47 was still landing or was it already gone by then?
1: That was really disappointing thing for us is – so one of the bummers about going on MSC to St. Martin is you get in late. You also leave late, but you get in late. Mm-hmm. And so almost all of the international airlines from overseas in Europe fly in the morning. And they also take off. But this particular day, it's off-season right now. Mm-hmm. And so they only flew about three days a week versus seven days a week. So we actually missed the flight altogether on that day. Wow. But the most of the big airplanes came in before and left before we arrived to Maho Beach.
2: And the one that you're talking about about actually stopped landing there the day before that we were in Maho oh. Beach. It stopped the day before. So he was really bummed about that. But he enjoyed himself nonetheless. I would actually say that San Juan, Puerto Rico was my favorite. And it was the one that I wasn't anticipating mm-hmm. because it's technically the U.S. But I actually was blown away with how gorgeous it is there. And the people were nice. We went over to Pork Road, which was really cool experience. I wasn't prepared for them kind of hacking pork off of an actual <laughs> yeah. pig on a, on a like thing for you. but it's a machete. Yeah. It like was the ship, intent, but it was awesome.
3: That's very cool. Uh, Pork Road. Now, would you have to get a, jump in a cab for that?
2: We rented a car. Oh, okay, we actually cool. rented a jeep because one weird kind of crazy thing about MSC with this particular sailing was that we were there from eight o'clock in the morning to 2 a.m. Oh, wow. So we had All day. So we just rented a Jeep, and we only paid like $50 for the Jeep. And we had met two people the day before on our sailing, Nick and Tori. And so they went with us, and we just loaded up in the Jeep, and we just drove all over the place.
1: I'd say it's about 45 minutes from the port of San Juan. Um, You have to drive on the interstate to get there and then go off. It's actually towards the rainforest in Puerto Rico. It's worth going out there because you always hear about Anthony Bourdain and Andrew Zimmerman. All those guys have, have been there and got their stamp of uh, pork road but it's really cool thing to see and there's all kinds of different restaurants they all sell the same thing if you go on a weekend which usually isn't the case on a cruise unless you're leaving and departing i guess it's really really lively there's all kinds of things to do is live bands doing salsa you know how they find a place to sit what i'm told but when we were there that day, it was an off, off day. Middle we of the place, afternoon. Place to yeah.
2: yeah, We got to try some weird like blood sausage and we tried the, the <laughs> pork and all these crazy the sides. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was a really cool experience. So Puerto Rico for me was definitely a highlight.
3: Very nice. So you make your way back to Port Miami. How was the disembarkation process for you?
2: It was actually really smooth. We were a little nervous given how kind of embarkation went for us. But honestly, we did self-assist and we requested to be in the first grouping because we wanted to spend the day in Miami. And um, it was easy. It was painless. We met in the casino and we literally just walked right off. James has a drone and they kind of confiscated it from us (laughs) whenever we come back in and out of port. And they had it right there waiting for us when we got off the ship. And so I'd say we got off in like what? 15 minutes like it was really yeah. painless quickest
1: nice. we've ever had uh, disembarkation
2: yeah so, cruise, so embarkation did not reflect how disembarkation is going to go
3: that's good to hear now uh, do you have any first time tips for anyone considering sailing davina
2: I would say definitely go, but definitely go with an open mind. I think be very nice to people. You know, we heard a lot of kind of negative things going in that the staff was unkind, and we didn't find it to be that way. We found everyone to be very friendly, and we had a really wonderful experience. So I would say just be open-minded and try the new things. You know, kind of live outside your comfort zone for a week and really embrace it because you'll have a better experience for doing so.
1: Expect not to be hurried. I mean, that's kind of the big thing is – just know dying is going to take a long time and that's just get that in your brain. That way you don't get disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but also try new things. Things are not going to be the same as they are in other cruise lines. And that's kind of the main, main thing is you want to just keep them an open mind. But yeah. like you said, also be kind. Mm-hmm. I felt that we met a lot of people that maybe employees might have been overlooked and see, seen as arrogant or unkind. But actually it's not the case. Just take the time to talk to them because they're so used to getting people in and out of there. And if you take the time to you know, acknowledge them, they'll treat you tenfold better than what, what they would have uh, an average person like the person in the duty free shop he was really quiet and we got to talking to the guy at duty free and he just started talking to us all, about all these tips and things we could do and in the different poacher call mm-hmm. and at the duty free shop what the bargains are mm-hmm. we continued
2: way. it through the week through yeah week, all, week. we
1: saw him yeah. the rest of the week and he acknowledged us and yeah.
2: so just me. definitely be kind and be open-minded and you'll really enjoy yourself yeah
1: nice so
3: looking back over your seven night cruise what was the biggest highlight for each of you
2: honestly, the highlight for me was the people. I really enjoyed the staff. I really enjoyed the staff. We made great friends with the deputy person. He remembered us by name, which I thought was awesome. And so really it was the people we made great friends that were other kind of fellow guests. um, In addition to the really sweet people we ate dinner with, you know, so we, I really feel like the people, both guests and staff were amazing. And it was definitely the highlight for me. I think for
1: me, a couple different ones, but the one that I liked the most was Having you sit under the stars mm-hmm. and have bourbon and smoke a cigar. Might sound really cheesy, but it's kind of neat. It can be on a cruise ship where you can sit in the middle of the pool deck and yeah. just hang out and uh, relax and listen to music and actually smoke a cigar and have bourbon and have a good old time.
3: Cool. Well, uh, before we hop here, I got to ask you guys what? first off, your videos are very good, like I told you. Um, your Thanks. website, and <laughs> it's called chubbyandaway.com. Yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Explain behind the name, please.
2: I will let James do that because it's kind of his his mastermind. <laughs> but really, we're heavier people. And um, we feel like so much of the time, people are always like, well, when I had to go wait, I'll go do this or, or whatever. And, and we feel like that just is not a way to live. And so we want to encourage people, no matter your size, but definitely for someone that may be a little heavier, that thinks that they have all these limitations in their life that you don't have that, per se, when you're traveling. So.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of frustrating looking around. Like when we're, when we're traveling and stuff, what people you ever see traveling for fun are skinny people, guys mm-hmm. are wearing the stocks and the long hair. They're never chubby guys, no guys like me. And so I figured, you know what? People our size can do this stuff. I just know they can do it. You know, like we went whitewater rafting in Costa Rica, and weight limit everywhere always says like, oh, it's two hundred pounds. You can't do this or that. Well, guess what? You can do that stuff. You just gotta get a bigger life vest and the helmet's kinda fit you yeah, unless you got a really fat head. I guess that's <laughs> yeah, I anybody's know. problem, but. There's a way of doing this. So we want to show everybody that you can go out and do these adventure things. You can go zip lining. You can go whitewater rafting all the extreme sports and, and other that stuff, too, that we like to do. But no limitations. You can go do that stuff. So we're going to try and find those things uh, in the future here as well as go and travel and, and do a lot of stuff, too. But we'll try and find these tips and tricks that people can watch and see what we do.
2: It's really a passion for us traveling, and mm-hmm. we don't feel limited by our size, and we don't feel other people should be limited by their size either, so we really want to kind of be those people that maybe a chubbier part of the world looks at, and was like, well, if they can do it, I can too, you know? So we really hope to be a kind of a positive light for some of those people that may not feel it.
3: I love your tagline, travel tips for the fun and Portly. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <laughs> That's creative so genius much.
3: right there. <laughs> Very nice. So we, we've been talking with Amanda and James from chubbyandaway.com. We'll link to their website in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Also, their video reviews of MSC Divina there. Check them out as well. Amanda, James, it was great talking to you. Have a good one. Hey,
1: thank, thank you, Doug. You, you too. You too.
3: A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance?